You're listening to Chewing the Fat On Demand. All right, it's almost Thanksgiving 2018. A day that many of us just sit back, eat, sleep, watch a little football, get up early, turn on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, watch the parade, watch the balloons go by. Remember the time that you went to the parade with your family? Oh, look, there's the giant balloons. Oh, no, no, honey, that's not a balloon. That's the old actress that's gained weight. We've all been there. We've all been there. What's her name? Uh, Jennifer. Uh, I still love her, too. Oh, no. Okay, we're going to stop for just a second. It might not be Jennifer. It's, it is Jennifer. It's Jennifer. Blonde hair. Hot. No. Uh, she first became famous because she was a singer, and then she was in a reality show with a hubby. Now, this is just a chewing the fat warning to you listening. When you type in something into a search engine looking for a particular actress, you know, like I was telling you about the Macy's Day Parade, and I was joking around about, no, that's not the balloon, that's the old actress. Like, for the life of me, I couldn't remember her name. And it's, so I wanted to try to figure out her name, so I typed in, and it's embarrassing the way she used to look at me when she was on TV because look at that time I just I didn't it was embarrassing but so we, when we saw her at the Macy's Day Parade uh, she had like many of us over the years ballooned up a little and so I, I couldn't remember her stupid name so I type in <laughs> I type in Jennifer I can't remember. It's not, nothing comes up. So I type in hot blonde Jennifer and about 80 adult sites come up. Uh, and I know, I know for a fact, I know for a fact that Milf Gonzo is not her. Okay, I just know that. I know that from the bottom of my heart. Milf Gonzo is not <laughs> Jessica. Jessica. What do you mean? It was <laughs> so when you're looking for Jessica Simpson, just know that Milf Gonzo in the search is not it. When they, when it comes up after you search, you typed in something wrong and Milf Gonzo comes up. That's not right. Where was I at again? I seriously forgot where I was at. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. George truly, Jeff Fisher, appreciate it. Happy Monday. Gosh darn it. We're so close to Thanksgiving. That's all I care about. It's really, it's all I care about. I just want to sit. That's where we were at. We're talking about Thanksgiving. And I know that all we want to do is just eat and sleep, but there's other things happening. Like, But then you start going through the stuff of things that are actually happening, and it doesn't seem pretty. It doesn't seem pretty at all. We're days away from Thanksgiving, and we've got a Thanksgiving turkey recall. What's the big What's the big meat we eat on Thanksgiving? What is the big meat we eat on Thanksgiving? Ham? No, that's not it. Um, uh, no, that's not the big meat we eat. Uh, roast? Turkey. No. Right, turkey. 
Butterball, to be exact. Thanksgiving warning turkey recall. Now, we're lucky that it is like it's the it's the Genio turkey. So it's, uh, you know, ground turkey. One pound packages used by dates. But it's good that it's only 147,276 pounds of raw ground turkey products. That's all. Uh, salmonella outbreak. Don't worry about it. It's all good. You're fine. You're fine. You'll be fine. It's not yours. And you're not eating Gen. Are you eating Geno on Thanksgiving? No, I don't think so. It's possible. They'll get mad at me for saying that you're not, but it's possible that uh, that you're not. Now, this isn't the first time. This is not the first time. So just remember that, uh, you know, clean and wash your hands and surfaces often. Separate raw meat from other foods. Really, do I need to tell you that? Cook to the right temperature. Do I need to tell you that? Chill and refrigerate food promptly. What what does promptly mean? Does promptly mean eight hours after you've eaten? In my world. (laughs) No, promptly means you're not eating, put it away. That's what promptly means. So just be careful out there. Why? Well, let's go on, shall we? School with major chicken box outbreak has high vaccination exemption rate. Huh. Let's see, the kids aren't getting vaccinated, and now a bunch of them have chicken pox. Weird how that works out. I know I've had, uh, I think it was the measles, no, chicken pox. I've had the chicken pox. But I got vaccinated, so I didn't have the measles, and I didn't have the mumps. I didn't have, I've had a bunch of other stuff, so we'll just stop there. Just stop there. I didn't have the measles or the mumps. I remember chicken pox though, because they itch. You got to wear, uh, you got to wear like uh, oven gloves, so that you don't itch them, you don't scratch them, because otherwise they end up being uh, these little skin pox on your skin forever. You see, you see, well, they get infected, but you see people sometimes that have uh, almost like acne, looks like acne, but that's really because somebody allowed them to itch their chicken pox. And so, fortunately. The one good thing my mom did was say, hey, fatty, here's some oven gloves. <laughs> Don't pick at your chicken box. But is that is that all that we have to worry about on Thanksgiving week? No. A man's runny nose turned out to be his brain leaking cerebral fluid. Oh, but this is one guy, right? I mean, that's all. Nothing like this could happen or, you know, just. Runny nose was like an unpredictable tap draining at random on airplanes during conversations or even as Thanksgiving dinner. The problem was, well, we thought it was uh, allergies until the doctor said, mm, you know what? Um, that's really the, your brain fluid. Your brain fluid leaking out. That's a problem. That's a problem. And maybe it was just him. You know, it couldn't be anything that he contract. That's all. Uh, Texas cases of infant botulism. That's all. That's all the few things going on around the country. That's all. Don't be worried about it on Thanksgiving. You're fine. You're fine. Um, These infants that are contracting botulism um, linked to uh, honey pacifiers from Mexico. Is that a problem? Is that a problem? I don't think so. That could not be. Four infants were hospitalized for treatment. Uh, they were uh, given the uh, honey pacifiers uh, from Mexico. 
So if you have an opportunity and someone has been kind enough to give you a gift of the honey pacifier for your new little baby, you may want to think twice about that. Um, is that it? What's going on? Oh, no. Lab-grown meat coming to America. Yay! Now, it's not, you know, I, I read this and I hear lab-grown meat coming to America. FDA and USDA uh, announced this. But we've had the pink slime. And we've had the other uh, the other stuff. But that still isn't the... And I was thinking that that's the same stuff, but it's not. Because the lab-grown uh, meat is using cells from the meat that are making the artificial meat. So they didn't know how to market it. I'm sure they, they you know that the, <laughs> the beef industry is not happy with lab-grown meat. And of course, you know, they, well, there are many benefits to lab-grown meat. It would eliminate the need for animals to be bred and slaughtered. You know what? I'm okay with that. Uh, animals being bred to be slaughtered. The meat is good. I want to be, they better slap uh, fake meat on. I mean, um, not fake meat. Don't be silly. <laughs> Lab grown. It's not fake, silly. Don't call it. Don't be that dumb. I'm sure the, I'm sure the uh, beef, it's what for dinner people would be happy to put fake meat on there. And I'm sure our president will help them right along. But is that all that's going on in this week before Thanksgiving? I think not. I think not. Why? Because we have a new, a whole new organism. Now, we find out stuff all the time. And I I love bringing these stories to you because it fascinates me that we are so concerned over all these beings on Earth. And it's good to be worried. And, you know, not we don't want to kill everything on the planet. I got that. But sometimes animals go extinct. That's what happens. But they go extinct and then new animals arrive. New animals, poof. Oh, there's more. Oh, we found more over here. Oh, something happens over here. Remember the island uh, of Hawaii that went missing during the storm. And they were so concerned about all these animals. And I joked around about they're just going to hop on a piece of trash and float somewhere else. What's the story we have two weeks later? They hopped on a piece of trash and floated somewhere else. It's amazing. That's what happens. Life finds a way. That's a quote from a documentary about dinosaurs a number of years ago, Jurassic Park. I don't know if you ever saw the the original documentary. There's a few follow-ups that weren't quite as documentarism. (laughs) But the first one, 100% documentary. So, scientists say we're all eukaryotes. You wait. Scientists say we're all eukaryotes, 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 e-u-k-a-r-y-o-t-e-s. Eukaryote. If you call me that again, we're going to fight. Seriously, that don't call me that again. All right, so we're all eukaryotes. That's what he said, right? Eukaryotes. Yeah. Get out. Who just let, comes up to the mic? You let the kid just walk up and say the word? I mean, th- thank you. Oh, just because I didn't pronounce you carry out. He's smarter than you. No, he's not. I mean, maybe he is, but that's not the point. So eukaryotes, plants, animals, fungi, tiny multi-celled organisms, and uh, they're the four kingdoms of life, which uh, you know encompass everything living that we found on Earth, all encompassed in eukaryotes 
Let's start with me. However, we have now found, oh my gosh, a fifth kingdom. What? Something we weren't aware of? Amazing. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Don't. I'm going to stop right here. Bring in Mr. He's smarter than you. Show him the story. All right, bring up the story, Mr. I, Mr. Smarter Than You. Were you in here listening earlier? You carry out, boy? Okay. What's your name again? Did you say that on the air? His name is Dylan. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dylan. That's killing me. All right, so the new organism is now called, what you got for me, Dylan? That's what I thought. Nothing. Nothing is what you got. Mr. Eukaryote. What you got? What you got for me? Come on, man. Let's have it. Hemimastix kukwizajik. Well, I could. I mean, that's that's not quite as. What is it? What is it actually? Hemimastix kukwizajik. See, the second word he got wrong. He's not that smart. Don't walk away now. Because I did, I did as good as you did with the jijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijijij
And he pronounced it like this. Hemimastix kukwizijik. And then it's supposed to be pronounced like this. Hemimastix kukwizijik. <laughs> what an idiot. Wow. I mean, I, I, it's, good. It, I, it's embarrassing for me to hear how wrong he got that. I mean, play it again. Hemimastix kukwizijik. Okay, listen to the real way. Hemimastix kukwizijik. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's all I'm saying. Whenever you have the opportunity to speak with Mike Rowe, the, the answer is always, yes, of course you want to speak to Mike Rowe. He's Mike Rowe. My gosh. He's the man. And I, I've met him a couple of times. We've met here at the Blaze Studios, at Mercury Studios here at the Blaze. He's been on the show. I've, I love him. And he's been uh, reading letters from his mom on his Facebook page. Uh, and they've had so much fun with it that his mom uh, put a book together. And uh, it's called About My Mother. I mean, it's so funny. And we have an opportunity to talk to Mike and his mom, Peggy. And just remember that uh, uh, if you have an opportunity, you can obviously get it wherever books are sold and wherever you can, you know, you see books out there in the world. But you can go to aboutmymotherbook.com as well. Okay. So, um, again, you, you have the opportunity to talk to Mike Rowe and his mom, Peggy. And who doesn't say, of course we'll talk to them. Duh. Things to do when you're 80. Note to yourself. Of course you write a book. Of course you get the book published. Titled About My Mother. Peggy Rowe. And of course, it doesn't say on the list, Peggy, but, you know, you... Just drag your son around so he can promote whatever he's doing? <laughs> he insisted on doing this. It wasn't my idea. Oh, that <laughs> figure. wonderful. That figure. So Peggy Rowe also with her uh, son, uh, Mike Rowe, uh, joining me. Um, thanks for uh, coming on today. I appreciate it. I know you guys are on the big uh, worldwide uh, tour of About My Mother, the book that uh, Peggy wrote. And uh, are you enjoying the tour, Peggy? I am. It's exhilarating and exhausting. After three days, I have to say, it's been a blast. <laughs> so you're in uh, you're in New York right now, and then uh, where else? Where else is the tour headed? Where are you headed? Well, after New York, I'm going to Baltimore and doing some press. Okay. And Baltimore happens to be my hometown. And then, and that's me. She'll be conducting the uh, remainder of her press this week uh, from her condominium uh, on her cell phone, <laughs> yeah, like uh, a civilized human being. Thank you. And then also, uh, you know, every time uh, we do uh, Mondays, Mondays with Mom, uh, we'll, or Mondays with Mother, uh, you'll be promoting the book as well. It's a great way to promote the book. Um, I, every time I mentioned to three or four people that I was going to talk uh, to you two, and uh, everyone uh, that I spoke to is in love with uh, Mondays with Mother and uh, in love with uh, your idea that uh, you have your mom on mic. And Peggy, I got to tell you, it's uh, something that has brought smiles and joys to so many people. Um, you know, it makes us all remember our own moms if, we, if we've lost them. And it also reminds us of a time when uh, we listened to our mothers and paid attention to their words, even if we didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know what? That's the thing about my book. It's relatable. Everybody has a mother, 
everybody has memories of their mother, whether they're good or bad. Uh, mine are mostly good. We were very different. <laughs> um, our worlds were different. Yeah. But there was affection and love. Yeah. So um, I noticed that this is, uh, this is you're calling this book uh, the second printing of About My Mother. And uh, I, I'm fascinated to know the story of uh, why this is the second printing and uh, what happened with the first printing. Well, it was a combination of Forrest Gump and uh, just happenstance. You know, uh, the Mondays with Mother blog that I do on my page is really just me reading letters that my mother writes. Right. One of those letters uh, turned out to be viewed about 128 million times. It was a very popular story about the time she lost her big blue purse at the Walmart and how my dad went looking for it by diving into dumpsters, calling her cell phone from his and all the chaos that ensued. Great story. Um, Publishers saw it. They thought a book of similar stories uh, would be a bestseller, ideally stories that involve the dirty jobs guy. So I told my mom, look, if, if you're willing to write these stories, you know, a lot of people will publish them. And she said, oh, well, let me think about that. And then she went away and wrote 20 stories, none of which I'm in. You're in two of them. Yes, but as a minor character, right? So she she goes off to write the book that she wants to write, right. not the book that's a guaranteed bestseller. And so the publishers didn't even read it. They were like, no, we really need that celebrity angle. And I said, okay, I get it. But I read it, and these stories were great. Right. So I printed 10,000 copies put them for sale on Facebook. They sold out in two weeks. Then the publishers came back for the um, second printing. Of course they did. Then, so we put on a new, uh, you know, a, a new forward, a new cover. We came to New York and now she's number two on Amazon and we're 60, 70,000 copies in. That's and fantastic. Only in America, Jeff. I know. I know. That's what makes America great, right? And we all, I love, I was, I was, uh, I went back and uh, uh, listened to uh, Old Blue uh, the other day again, uh, just so that I refreshed my memory. And I mean, we all have memories of leaving things in parking lots. Uh, And I think, you know, overall, well, that story uh, lends to believe that people are genuinely good. I know we think uh, that people are bad and, you know, you make the joke of, uh, you know, canceling the credit cards and you forgot your purse and everything is gone and they've thrown it in the trash and they've taken they've taken the cash and the cell phone. But really, overall, most people see that and they just turn it in. It's not theirs. They they turn it in. That's true. And, do you know, I got to meet the woman, as you know, if, if you yeah, want yeah. to listen yeah. to her. And she's charming, and I, I do have a relationship with her. I, oh, that's great. I talk to her now and then, and yeah, she's one of those good people out there, and they they abound. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Most people realize that uh, when you see a, a giant purse hanging from a shopping cart, that they, if, it was, <laughs> if it was their purse, they would have stuff they would still want in it, so turn it in for whoever it belongs to. Um, oh, yeah. When you, uh, when you started writing this, I'm sure you had what you thought was you know, your favorite story of all time and you were, you wanted to tell it in the book, but now that you've put it all down and it's in, it's in book form, have you, uh, turned another story into your favorite one or do you still have the same favorite story? Oh my goodness. I love each and every one of them because they, each one tells a different story about my mother. She was multifaceted and there is no end to her, 
her material. She gave, excuse me, she gave me wonderful material. I still am a little partial to the first story. And, and which takes place, which takes place when she's 90 years old. Yeah. (laughs) And so, uh, no, go ahead, Mike. Sorry, Jeff, but it's, It's but it is, it's, it's the thing that'll hook you. I mean, if you're standing in a Barnes and Noble and you're looking through the book, you will read on the first page the true story of my mother pushing my grandmother in her wheelchair through the island of Macy's because my grandmother spies an Oriole jersey that she wants. She has to. So my mom pushes her over to the jersey. My grandmother stands up, takes off her top, (laughs) tries on the jersey. My mother's horrified. A woman in a bra is standing there in Macy's. Customers are transfixed. My grandmother hits a mannequin. The mannequin falls over. The bald head falls off. The, the head rolls down the aisle. Customers scatter. And that's my Nana standing there in a bra trying to put on an Orioles uniform with my mortified mother watching. I just wanted, and her story was, oh, Peggy, nobody's interested in a 90-year-old woman in a bra. I just want to try out the her jersey. That is tremendous. And of course, uh, you know, really, while uh, everyone is scattering from the mannequin, she's right. Just try the jersey on. That's fine. Be done with it. She was always right. Yeah. Yeah. Just try the jersey. Always right. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So um, you you spend all this time with your mom and you have all these enjoyable stories. And now you're sharing uh, sharing them with the world, and and Mike shares uh, many of them. When it uh, was it the was it the actual old blue uh, story uh, letter that started because Mike wouldn't return your phone calls? Um, is that what got this all really started? Well, you know, there was such interest in the story of old blue. Um, I decided that I would send him the occasional letter which he would read and which garnered much interest and many comments. And then one day I, in an effort to keep in touch with a son who lives thousands of miles away, I sat down and I wrote him a text just to keep him up to date on what his father and I were doing. Right. The text was so popular that (laughs) Mike said, well, maybe mom, you should just send me the occasional text. And then it, book ever comes out people will know that they like your writing and maybe so buy your book absolutely i i love that plan and listen we've all lived through the uh um, you you know you can call once in a while so uh i i understand that feeling from parents dramatically um when you uh mike so you're out uh, touring with mom but uh it's not like you don't have anything else to do uh, other than, uh, you know, help your mom promote her book. So what are you up to uh, aside from promoting uh, uh, Peggy's book? Well, let's see. The uh, the third season of Returning the Favor will debut on Facebook on uh, the 27th of November. That thing is out of control. Yeah, but... 300 million views. We're celebrating common decency wherever we can find it in these United States. And I'm happy to report it's still out there. Yeah, I mean, that. that... Uh, that's exactly what I was talking about with people turning in, uh, you know, things that they find in parking lots. Generally, people are good. They want to be good. Generally. Well, look, you find what you look for. You know, if you want to look for bad news, there it is, right in the headlines. Yeah. You want to look for good news, you have to look a little deeper. But you can find it on TBN. Somebody's got to do it. Uh, is a show that still works, that we're still, I think it's their number one show, and I'm thrilled that that's out there. Dirty Jobs still airs 10 times a week. <laughs> it's amazing. Um 
There's a podcast called The Way I Heard It, which they tell me is the number one short form podcast in the country. More good news there. So, you know, I'm I'm doing the same basic thing I've always done, Jeff. It's the same. Sh- I'm doing the same show I've been doing for 20 years. I just changed the title every five years. Uh, <laughs> and now and now my mom's written a book based on the same fundamental stuff. Right. And it's still for sale. It still works. It's not a secret. That's it is not a secret. And it's just a matter of getting out there and doing it. You know, my favorite uh, one of the one of the favorite shows that you did. Uh, I know everybody, you know, has their favorite Mike Rowe stories. But uh, the uh, How Booze Built America, I think, is probably one of my favorites. Um, that, well, you know, that that is still not dead. I'm convinced that anybody who can figure out how to make history uh, truly relatable is either going to have a successful show or a successful book or something. Yeah. You know, one of the things we've become uh, disconnected from, I think, is our own history. Oh, yeah. Where we've come from as a country. So, you know, that project was an attempt to, to check that box. And uh, great fun to shoot yeah. as well. Anytime you get paid to shoot in a bar, you've done something right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, all right, so now you're on the world tour, Peggy. You're dragging your kid along behind you saying, uh, you know, help me promote my book. You're in New York. Uh, what's uh, what's the, uh, what, what do you want people to remember most from About My Mother, true stories of a horse-crazy daughter and her baseball-obsessed mother? I think what I want them to know about my book is that No matter who you are, you can relate to stories in my book. You probably had a mother. You probably had a relationship with her or not. Maybe it was good. Maybe it was not. There is something in my book that you can relate to. And in the end, you'll laugh a lot. Um, and it'll make you feel better. Yeah, it'll bring back a lot of memories. I've, I found myself uh, remembering a lot of things I didn't, uh, I hadn't thought about in a long time, uh, which was which was good. It brought a smile to my face, and it'll definitely bring a smile to your face when you read it. Um, I noticed uh, the book is available now. It's out. It, it, it's out for everyone to uh, get their hands on uh, as of yesterday. So it's available wherever you can get books. And I noticed that uh, Mike uh, mentioned uh, Barnes & Noble. If you can find one of those, you can probably still go in and buy a book. I don't know that one exists anymore. Uh, but uh, good They're luck. out there. I'll tell you, if, if you wander into the one in Manhattan, heads up. I walked in last night. My mom's book is the first thing you see. My dad was in the store. True story. Literally holding a copy of my mother's book, haranguing a customer, literally reading from the book until she bought the copy. She did. She bought it, and I autographed it for her. Of course she did. She wanted him to stop. Okay, fine. (laughs) All right, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Anything. Here, take some money. (laughs) Stop. Oh, you're going to sign it for me, too? Okay. Um, Listen. Listen, uh, Mike and uh, Peggy Rowe, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it, and I know that everyone will really enjoy the book. It's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a really good read, and of course, uh, you know, we'll all enjoy whatever the heck you're working on, Mike. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, thank you for having us on. This has been fun. Absolutely. Thanks, Jeff. Say hey to the gang. I will. Take care.